Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 229, How to Use Astrology to Heal Your Core Wounds with Lisa Tahir. So I'm excited about this episode today. It's definitely a topic that we haven't talked much about on the I Heart My Life show, this combination of psychotherapy and astrology with the intention of healing your core wounds. Today's guest is a psychotherapist, Lisa Tahir. She's an incredible teacher and the creator of the Chiron Effect, which is basically a methodology and a practice that she channeled through meditation. Now she uses it in her practice and with her clients clients to support them in moving through those deep issues that are holding them back and stopping them from creating success, happiness, joy, and all the things that we all desire. So today I ask you to open your mind and be available for new ways of thinking, new ways of healing, new modalities, because what Lisa brings to the table is definitely different. And I think it's so needed and so useful for many people across the world. So I'm excited for you to grab her book to dive into all of this and see what comes up for you as you explore a topic that might be a little bit different than what you're used to. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm so excited to meet you and have this conversation. Emily, thank you for having me on. I'm so delighted to be with you and your viewers and listeners. Hello. You are one of the people who submitted information to us about being on the show. And immediately when we got it, we were so excited to be connected because this topic is so juicy and your work is so needed in the world. I know our listeners are going to love it and be really just magnetized to you and everything that you talk about. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. I so appreciate that. So why don't you take us back and share a little bit about your story and what brought you here today doing all this amazing work? Sure, Emily. I am a therapist, a licensed clinical social worker. I have done that work of healing for over 20 years, and it's been really meaningful to me because I was brought to therapy at the age of 21 to understand how to communicate better and resolve some things that I had lived through and knew I didn't quite have the skills at that age. And therapy can just be a wonderful place to learn and develop things so that 
that so that you can have what you need emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. And since then, in 20 plus years, I've just had the pleasure to work with so many clients and be with them on their healing path. And it's like what really lights me up. And writing this book and offering people uh, a new way, a new vocabulary and path of healing, which synthesizes already existing modalities plus sharing a new paradigm. I hope to really be inspiring for people to know that you can heal your vulnerabilities and your wounds and actually be happier sooner rather than later. So I love all of that. And I know that there's a lot of listeners who have heard me talk about core wounds in the past. Okay. Can you just share from your perspective, what are core wounds? Sure, Emily. And I see core wounding on a spectrum. And if you see my hands on one end is vulnerability, areas of vulnerability that we have. And these might be aspects of our lives that we feel like we have to hide or edit from others. When you're talking about yourself, we tend to leave out where we feel kind of less than, and that continues up the spectrum to the range of core wounding, which has to do with some of the bigger traumas in life, like abandonment and neglect and, and abuse. And so we follow along that spectrum where we are at any given time with our relationship to ourself, which is what my work really addresses, because that sets the tone and dictates the relationship we have with everyone and everything else in our lives. So it's really about looking within and addressing your areas of vulnerability up to and including core wounding. Does that, I wonder how that sits with you. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Can you share a little bit about how not addressing these core wounds um, can impact somebody's life? No, it can definitely impact your life. And I, and I sense that many of you listening or watching can relate to this, that when something goes unaddressed, it tends to fester something that might have been even seemingly small, just like with a physical injury can get bigger and become more problematic. We see this in our physical health and it's definitely mirrored in our emotional health that losses and such that we just kind of push away or don't want to deal with can surprise us and come up um, in self-sabotaging ways even and really cause us to be perceived in ways that we don't want to or intend to. They can cause us to be pushed away by others as opposed to really looking at and addressing the things that challenge you the most, progressively addressing them and, and really loving and supportive ways from a curiosity standpoint versus there's something wrong with me that I have to eradicate or change that my book really walks you through self-forgiveness as a lens to view from. And from that self-forgiveness and compassionate stance with yourself, you're able to really understand your experiences through that compassionate lens. So you're able to be more of a coach to yourself rather than punitive and judgmental. Mm, so, so powerful. So Thank let's you. talk about the book. So the book is called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. So first and foremost, I'd love for you to just describe, I know you gave us a little bit just now, but what is the book about and who is it for? Sure. The book is for everyone. It is for you, the, you know, for your individual self. I also learned, and I'll share a little what, what Chiron 
is your Chiron placement in your birth chart. Like you might know that your sun sign is a Gemini or a Libra or an Aquarius. And we tend to know our rising sign and maybe even our moon. And I, I come to this work as a psychotherapist, as somebody really comfortable in the wheelhouse of psychology and in more recent years, spiritual transformation and utilizing meditation as a tool to change our neural pathways and our brain to create more peace and well-being in our lives. So for me, the astrological component was a bit surprising, yet I see it as the best departure point to understand which main area, which main vulnerability that we tend to have patterns around in our lives. And I call that the Chiron effect, Our the people, places, and things that we orbit just like we are planets and we orbit others who are planets and they orbit us. And this becomes our routine and our lives. What you do, what you do for a living, who you hang out with, if you go to the gym or not, all these are based upon what we believe to be true for ourselves and about ourselves. And you can only go as far or as high as your most limiting belief. And that took a while to kind of sink in. And I think we all believe there's kind of a set point, that glass ceiling. And my book is a way to really go beyond any glass ceiling, any limitating thoughts, because our thoughts are truly both what sets us free and what kind of prevents us from from being who we want, doing what we want, feeling like it's outside limiting factors like money or geography, but it's really what you believe to be true about money, about geography, for example. And so once you understand where Chiron is in your birth chart, and my book has both a chart in it and an interactive plug-in website that you can enter your date of birth, your place of birth, and if you have it, your time of birth, and that will generate Chiron in Aries or Taurus or Libra or Scorpio. And those speak to the 12 areas of core wounding slash vulnerability that your pattern circulates around. And there are things like Chiron and Aries, a core wounding in your sense of value and worth, where despite professional achievement, you might inwardly feel like you're never quite good enough. And these are typically people that achieve a lot outwardly, but feel like, again, like they have to keep achieving to feel like they're lovable or worthy. This performance-based love that debilitates so many. And I think our culture and particularly where we strive for this outward achievement as opposed to inner contentment and some other placements like Chiron and Capricorn, a core wounding in responsibility, achievement, and success, and how you source your value and worth through um, sometimes taking credit for other people's ideas, if it's in your shadow, if you're not addressing those issues, or others might take credit for your ideas and how terrible that feels. Is this helping kind of fill in, Emily, the, your question? Yeah, definitely. So I am curious to know, though, how did you go from the psychotherapy to weaving in astrology and all these other components? Like what was your path to get to to getting to that place? Sure, Emily. Well, it was a full three and a half years of research and writing, 
like studying. I incorporated over 35 uh, other resources, books that I sourced from going back to Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, all the way to modern day teachers and healers like Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson and texts like A Course in Miracles, and which is a mind training, shifting from fear to love. And so I really wanted to incorporate kind of everything that I that I could. And this whole topic came to me through meditation. When I was asking myself, the universe, whoever would listen that day, like I'm feeling frustrated with therapy, just really um, exploring the narrative of our woundedness. We're so familiar with what hasn't worked, like kind of like universe, what is next? Like in my own life personally, and for my clients, like, what about this new story of how we want to live and how to live it more easily and more effortlessly and in the flow of life? And it was just given to me in meditation, the word Chiron, which truly didn't mean anything. I was kind of bummed. I'm like, universe, is this all you have? But, it, you know, like some idea you're given, like it kept prodding, like poking at me, like research Chiron. And that's where the three and a half year process elapsed and unfolded of where I was able to connect this Chiron placement with the Greek mytho- the Greek mythological wounded healer, Chiron, who was a centaur, and how that harkens to an astronomy. The minor planet Chiron is named after that Greek centaur. And then Carl Jung wrote, wrote about the wounded healer archetype Chiron. Again, the same centaur that kept kind of like presenting himself through these different traditions and teaching teachings and I was able to link this placement and this knowledge with what Carl Jung called I'm sorry what Sigmund Freud called the repetition compulsion an object relationist talked about this in early psychoanalytic literature where we repeat patterns that were taught in childhood by our primary caretakers and how this has been like a, a timeless kind of information and technology and yet we've, we've kind of been lost at what is this pattern? What do I tend to repeat? And by knowing your Chiron placement, it really helps you streamline it to one main area that your value and worth or your life, your professional life seems to circulate around. And I offer practical takeaway steps as well as affirmations and to really address this in different aspects. What, what do you think about that, Emily? Well, it's so interesting because, I mean, I've done a lot of work around core wounds, but I've never incorporated the astrology side of it um, to to that experience and, and factored in all these other things that you're talking about. So I guess my question would be, how can somebody... So you're basically saying that we have to understand a combination of the core wounds that we have from our parents and our upbringing. And then you also weave in our astrology to even, you know, better understand how we can move through the core wounds and be our best self. Well, astrology is actually the, just the diagnostic point. Once you enter your date of birth info into my website or look at the chart in the book, it will give you specifically your Chiron is in. Aries, Gemini, Taurus, Libra, Leo. And then I, I lay the book out as a self-healing guide. I 
I encourage you to read it from page one, where you begin to create the container for change, which is creating an inner environment within yourself to be reflective. I give some journal prompts and share some memories in my life, both of where I felt really loved and where I didn't. And I invite you to kind of go through those memories to start to create this narrative of your own life to start to to feel into and remember where some of your patterns developed. So once you get to the point later in the book where your Chiron placement is revealed, you're able to make more sense about it. And I lay out a method for change. It sounds fancy, the trans-theoretical model for change, a paradigm in social work, but it really just talks about the stages we go through having to do with pre-contemplation, of a change, contemplating it, and then actually like, okay, I'm going to start the process of change and how you kind of go through um, and vacillate between, you might pull back for a bit. So the book is really laid out from beginning to end to help you understand your vulnerability, your wounding, and how to heal it by taking personal responsibility and using spirituality and psychology. Astrology is like the diagnostic point of entry. Does that make sense? Is it similar to human design? You know, I love human design. I've interviewed uh, Aaron Claire Jones on human design. And I, I, I don't address human design in my book since that's not my wheelhouse. But knowing if you're a manifesting generator or a reflector, you can definitely then develop because I give like five or six takeaway steps. You can definitely incorporate your human design propensities into those takeaway steps so that they'll work best for you. Got it. And so ultimately, were you feeling like there was something missing in the world of psychotherapy or in your current practice? And that's why you were in meditation kind of asking what's next. And now you feel like you're able to support people in a deeper way and that in a way that encompasses many different components. Absolutely, Emily, because we we know that language is important. And once you take the needed time to really delve into some of, you know, those of you that have experienced sexual abuse, domestic violence, neglect, some of the, the really deep traumas in life and taking the time to heal truly and go back into, you know, that inner child and that little one that I talk about in my book pertaining to those chapters like Chiron and Taurus, core wounding by neglect that often may include sexual abuse or coercion. That once you take the time to really be with that part of yourself, that it is important to start defining the new story of what you want to live so that you can, you can actually transform that pain that you went through into something that brings you happiness. You might use that message somehow in your work. You might start a podcast or a blog, or you just might share your story with friends and then demonstrate giving them permission to talk about things that have happened to them. There's so many ways that the things that you know hurt us can actually be our power and what we use in our business. I imagine for you too, doing this show, you know, that like things that have been troubling are, are what, you know, like can be transformative. Of course. Yeah. Is that one of the reasons why you started to dive into therapy and ultimately were led down this path? Did you experience something that, um, caused you to go down this path? Yeah, there's a lot. It's all in my book. I do kind of like, a you know, enough personal information to where you can connect and relate to me without it being 
depressing. You know, I experienced childhood abuse and trauma. And I talk about that just again enough so that I can connect with you as my reader, as, as a human being, as somebody that's lived life. I started therapy at 21. I'm 50. I feel like I've learned a lot on my journey and, and healing and, and what, you know, life is about and that we all get to find meaning and purpose for ourselves. And I know that I'm the happiest when I feel like I'm living in a way that's purposeful and meaningful, like doing the show with you, Emily, and your listeners, and that I encourage in my book, you know, people to really reach for what that is for them. And you might not be able right now to like leave your job and do what you've always dreamed of, but you can do that progressively. And I share even in my move to from New Orleans to wanting to be in Los Angeles part-time that when I started that path seven years ago, I didn't, I couldn't afford two homes. So I chose to come to LA and I was able to live in my office on a pullout couch and shower at a 24 hour fitness three miles away until over the years I could afford, you know, another apartment. So I talk about like really living outside of the box, you know, you can actually create what you want when you're willing to just you know, be open to how can I do this in any way right now? And those baby steps build into like becoming the life that you want. So true. And I'm curious to know for people who maybe have already already started to identify their core wounds and they recognize that there are certain things that are keeping them from the life that they want or from thinking in a way that helps them take those action steps. What is the first step towards healing? Obviously reading your book, but what is the first step that they can take? You know, I, I invite you as a first step to really adopt a mindset and try to suspend your judgments and criticisms of yourself. We harbor like layer upon layer of judgment towards ourselves, thinking that's how we change, thinking that's how we get better, but it's really not. It just causes us to feel shame about ourselves over time. And, you know, it's sometimes we might feel guilty over a behavior, something we said or did. And it's okay if you feel like, okay, I could have done better there, but you don't need to shame or blame yourself. Life will give you another opportunity. So it's through really suspending judgment and trying to be a very supportive coach. Like, come on, you're going to do better next time. Life is going to let you have another chance. You can always say you're sorry to someone and, and, you know, ask them to forgive you. And, you know, there's always a way. And that's something to, I want to offer you listening. There is always a way. And to ask for that way to be shown to you and and just by those gentle steps, we start to really change in a way that feels more inviting and more welcoming rather than being so hard. Does that make sense? Totally. No, I agree. And my husband and I, we work with a lot of coaches and sometimes people forget that they are really their number one client and yes. how to coach themselves and be loving and not bully themselves into transformation or action. Absolutely, Emily, 100%. And do you feel like core wounds are ever 100% gone? Is it something that we can cure, so to speak? You know, that's an interesting, because I've thought a lot about that topic. I still do, because there's some days I'm like, oh, you know, like I might not feel as, as connected to myself or like start judging myself again. And it's so I feel like it's like going to the gym. You know, I go to the gym 
just about every day. It, I think our mindset, our mental work, our emotional health is like that. So I do know we grow and get stronger. We heal. There are moments I feel like, oh man, like I got this. I'm totally in alignment. And then I might be triggered to feel, you know, an old feeling. So I think we heal and we grow and we can achieve like true deep happiness to the point where when we are, you know, triggered, it's just a reminder that there's more information here. It doesn't have to mean we're not healed. It just means we're human beings and we have all these layers and levels and, you know, we're sensitive and, and growing and eternal. So I think when we are triggered, it's just an invitation to be curious instead of, you know, totally judge yourself and say you haven't healed or you're all effed up or, you know, the things we tell ourselves. And so, yeah, I do believe we can heal. And I think it's like a progressive, like deeper. I don't, what do you think? I feel like there's just these layers of our. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think for me, at least some of the fears that I've had my whole life, it's not like they ever go away, you know, hundred percent go away, but it's my bounce back. It doesn't take me out anymore. Yeah. I don't even hear it as being truth. It's just, it's there. And one of my clients calls it her lineup. She's like, Oh, the lineup is coming out to play again, but I don't need to listen to them. I don't need to give them any yeah. attention. Yes. And you're, you know, you're so right. And what we give our attention to grows and our thoughts. I talk in my book that we think up to 50 to 60,000, some say even 70,000 thoughts a day. And there's no way that we can, you know, know and, and grab on to every one of those. But if you just select a few of them to identify the sabotaging thoughts that hurt us, releasing them and consciously saying, I replace this unloving thought with one of love and support. I release that I can't with, I replace it with, I can, you know, and this can be a process that I use in my daily life to work with my thoughts. Again, like you go to the gym and you lift weights. These are like mental weights to place our mind in the direction of where we want it to go to serve us because it can. And our mind is an organ, just like our heart, our muscles, etc. So beautiful. Thank so you. I'm curious to know, obviously people can get the book and we'll link that in the show notes, but who exactly do you love working with? Like, what do you do within your practice? Who are the types of clients who really light you up? I love that question, Emily. And I love, I'm looking for to work with new clients that are just really about their own growth and development. Like they're just excited to learn more about themselves and how that you know, the, the gifts that they have to share and give and even feeling like scared to do that. Like, who am I? Or feeling like something that's happened, something that's happened to you makes you um, like you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Like, I'd really love to work with people that that want to grow and change and really like rock out who they came here to be. I'd love to help you discover those parts and layers of yourself. And I know you have a really incredible podcast as well. Um, would you share a little bit more about that? Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I have all things therapy podcast. And it's, uh, I've been on the air five and a half years, wherever you find podcasts, over 260 episodes, exploring all things therapy to me, just relate to the different areas of our life, fitness, business, the quantum field. I love talking about, um, manifestation, using universal laws and principles. That's like one of my biggest areas of interest. And I interview guests as well as do some solo shows about that. So I'd love for people to check it out. Thank you for that, Emily. 
Yeah. I saw you even had Marion Williamson on there and some amazing I, people. I did. I've been so blessed to interview. Marianne's been like a, a mentor and just someone I've learned so much from, especially her book, A Return to Love. And that quote that I, I imagine you and many of your listeners might know having to do with shining our light, you know, yeah. and it's it's not about dimming ourselves. It's really being bright and and modeling that so others have permission to be their brightest self as well. I just love her work. Yeah, that quote is in my book as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's in mine too. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the questions we always ask, ask all of our guests here on the I Heart My Life show is what is one way you believe people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Ooh, let me think about that for a moment, Emily. A life that's better. (sighs) And how we can do that? Is that your question? Yeah, because I believe the mind only takes us so far and we're capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. So I'm curious, curious to know in your experience, what is one way? You know, I've been starting to kind of play with that relationship between our mind and our, our heart. And really when those two are aligned and I've been starting to come more into my body. So I, I would answer that by saying really like a body-based sense of, you know, the mind can generate some thoughts, some options, but when does your heart start to like vibrate or feel warm or feel like this is it, like really feeling into something physically. And I'm starting to learn to play with that as a way to manifest. Like that's when we're really onto something and to, to really, um, connect with your heart space around your desires and intentions and trusting, trusting your heart, trusting yourself, more your innate wisdom within your body to guide and direct you instead of overriding it with your mind, with your thoughts, like letting the body lead, um, lead you. And I think through that daily process, we create that life of our dreams and beyond. Oh, I resonate with that so much. My listeners know my story, but I'm not sure that you did. No, tell me. Um, when I was, it was back in 2008, I had graduated with a psychology degree and I was planning to go to Northwestern for a master's in counseling psychology program. Okay. And I was literally driving from Ohio to Chicago and I had this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach and started to cry mm. and ultimately realized this wasn't the right next step for me. So we turned the car around and went back to Ohio, entered into a major quarter life crisis. But that was like the moment my whole life changed course. Wow. My mind was telling me like, this is crazy. You've already, you know, signed up for this. You wanted this, you planned this, but my body and my heart was telling me this isn't the right next step. And you listened, Mm -hmm. even though it didn't make sense to your mind. That's amazing. And what came as a result? Yes, exactly. What, what There's happened a reason is- why our company is I Heart My Life because you're yeah, so much wisdom. Well, I love the name of your show, I Heart My Life. It really resonated with me because I think it speaks directly to the truth, like heart, like the heart being the center of one's life, as I kind of hear you saying, and really giving ourselves permission to go there to allow that. And it might be that you don't talk about this to a lot of people because I think we tend to want to be validated. I know at least I have in the past. So we share this method or way of intuiting and directing our lives. And people might be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You know what? It might, it might get you to kind of shut down sooner or faster. So I always encourage others and myself when something's new within you, just kind of incubate it, you know, love it, like really grow it, you know, yourself until you feel strong enough that you wouldn't compromise 
regardless of what anyone else thinks. How do you feel about that? Yeah, one of my clients, she talks about that. She's a speaking coach. And she always says, share from a place of a scar, not an open wound. So Uh, once it's healed, then share, you wouldn't, you know, share if you have an open wound, that's like bleeding, (laughs) right until you're healed. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Lisa, where can people find you in the online space? Yeah, I would love for people on social media at YouTube and Instagram and on Facebook. I am at NOLA Therapy. It's my company. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And you can connect with me to schedule sessions as well as through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. And there's the link to my podcast and online empowerment class, links to order my book and to connect. So I would love to really be contributing to you all and adding value to your lives. Thank you. And we're grateful for you and for you bringing this modality into life. I really love how you essentially channeled this and and heard the guidance and you took action. Um, And I'm just really inspired by you. So thank you. Thank you, Emily. My delight and pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.